over the past few days, we've been talking about the protests that erupted in eight Chinese, at least eight major Chinese cities over the weekend, several school campuses as well. Uh, the fuse that lit those protests was ostensibly a fire in a high-rise building in the city of Urumuchi, which is in Xinjiang, in the far west of the country. Ten people were killed. Um, accusations grew that lockdowns had played a role in that fire. Of course, uh, China is still under a zero COVID policy. It, the enforcement is tough. The rules are strict. Uh, people have been kept in their uh, living quarters for months at, at, at a time, uh, over different times, with very limited ability to get out. There's lots of testing. It is a very, very strict system to try to prevent uh, the spread of COVID. Obviously, China doesn't have a particularly effective vaccine. A lot of seniors haven't been vaccine, vaccinated either. But there is a growing frustration, clearly, within the country at some of these measures. It's impacting the economy. It's impacting people's ability to make a living. Of course, factory, factory workers that can't go to work don't get paid. They've been upset. Um, and those demonstrations, as we've seen them, have also started to expand in some, to some other demands. Uh, uh, defiance against President Xi Jinping, something he has not seen since he came to power in 2012. He just gave himself an unprecedented third term not too long ago. Um, of late... China's security apparatus, which is vast and usually pretty efficient, it wasn't didn't act as quickly as it usually does over the last weekend, but it's uh, started to crack down, at least prevent those protests from continuing, blocking off areas where protests have been taking place over the weekend. And there has been a bit of a relaxing of some of those COVID rules, too, in the cities of Guangzhou, which is a huge city in the south of the country, not too far from Hong Kong, and in Chongqing, which is another massive city uh, in the west in Sichuan, uh, or around Sichuan. Uh, both eased their COVID curbs on Wednesday, uh, a day after there were demonstrations in Guangzhou as well and clashes with police. The Prime Minister Trudeau was asked about the protests yesterday. Canadians uh, are watching very closely. Uh, obviously, everyone in China uh, should be allowed to express themselves, uh, should be allowed to uh, you know, share their, um, their perspectives uh, and, uh, indeed, protest. We're going to continue uh, to ensure uh, that China knows we'll stand up for human rights, we'll stand uh, with people who are expressing themselves. Well, to find out what's going on on the ground, it's my pleasure to welcome back Carl Bro, who's spoken to us before. He's the CEO of the Samen Group of Companies. He's also a Canadian living in Shanghai. Welcome back. Thanks for your time tonight. Good evening. So tell me, what has it been like? Because it, it seemed like it sort of simmered for a long time, and then suddenly there was this flashpoint of anger. And of course, you know, you see the odd, I mean, I lived in China, you see the odd, uh, you know, odd anger, the odd protest, but nothing like this. Well, strangely enough, you know, from the perspective here, uh, as I was in, in listening to your introductions, a, a large part of this, we're actually blacked out of, you know, some things I probably wouldn't know if I was not, you know, listening to foreign news or speaking to foreign right. friends. We, we, I do have a, I do have another part of the story, I think, which is probably relevant and interesting, but the, 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 the whole part where there's, you know, demonstrations and universities and things like this, actually, uh, if I was not uh, following uh, foreign news or, or speaking to foreign friends, actually, I've, I'm totally blacked out from that part of the story. Right, which is always so, the case, of course. Yeah, yeah. For this, but but there's a part of the story where actually there's other elements I think which might be relevant and interesting. For mm -hmm. one thing, uh, for sure, we're in the you know we're in the in a pretty big wave of, of COVID in China, and we do see uh, we certainly do see a lot of frustration in the in social media. Is a fact also that as of today, well, as of yesterday or the day before. Uh, 
I actually just sort of candidly asked the HR to tell me, so what's the situation now? How many areas in China are, you know, in cities are in either total or partial lockdown? And we mm -hmm. stopped counting around 200, you know, so it's, wow. it's major, major, the amount of people who are, you know, in confinement or, you know, so, so that is there and, and there is frustration in social media. The, uh, the event that happened with the fire, uh, which was a fire in a building which was uh, under confinement, that also came out in the news here. So that's not, we were not blacked out of that story, if you want. So, and there was, of course, you know, in social media, some frustration around that that we saw as well. But uh, yeah, so, so, and the other thing also, which you mentioned in your introduction, which we also see uh, this has been out for two or three days. It's true that there is a lot of new policies uh, coming out now, uh, which is which is of interest. I think one of the things that bring a lot of frustration uh, around the management of COVID, I think most people are well willingly uh, sort of take tests and things like this. What is frustrating is sometimes it feels a little bit arbitrary. Like you go in one city and you apply it in this way and you go in another city and it's applied a little bit differently. And then, so you have regulations that came out two or three days ago where uh, they want to avoid those situations by saying the only uh, offices that are that have the authority to be able to impose uh, confinement, even if it's in a single building, it has to be at least from the county level up to the provincial, of course, federal, but 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 nothing nothing below that. So actually, that that sort of goes in the sense of trying to make it sort of more predictable and less uh, sort of uh, you know based on region or or local sort of <laughs> zealous. Uh, you know, officials that that want to sort of go on the air on the safe side, so to speak, from right. their perspective, and, and put put things you know very very strict. Where we where we, but it's it's of course frustrating if you are being confined for reasons that you don't really see from the um, you yeah don't, don't really understand. What one of my enduring memories, of course, in China is that you do not ask why. If there's a rule being imposed, do not ask why. There will not be a, not always be a satisfactory answer. Um, how much of an impact? I mean, I think a lot of people have been watching this and that people certainly understand the frustration. Uh, but for Canadians to understand, I mean, the, the level of enforcement, the level of restrictions are, I mean, I was saying the other day, if you think a mask mandate is, is an it impedes on your freedoms. You wouldn't last a morning in Shanghai, right? It's, I mean, the the, the restrictions have been severe and they're enforced strictly. Uh, it's that's that's true. Uh, you know, there's a. It becomes almost a doctrine, right? So you choose which doctrine you're you're part of. Are you of the doctrine of uh, of of saying you don't tolerate any COVID? Essentially, you want to you know COVID zero, as as we know it here, or the doctrine that we have more in Canada or in Europe, other countries where where it's about uh, uh, no, we can live with COVID and we don't need to manage it. Here, of course, it's still of the doctrine of saying COVID zero. We protect the population. We protect sort of the hospital and healthcare system, and it is very strict. I myself, uh, I want to say something which is totally true. I would think that in the last three months, I did PCR testing at least once a day. At least once a day. Once Sometimes a day. it's twice so a day. Ninety times. Because, 90, 90 to hundred times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a month. So, yeah. so, so, so now you know Christmas is now. Uh, you know, to me, Christmas is now 20, 23 PCR tests away. <laughs> it's it's remarkable. People don't understand. Just I mean, and you need that PCR test to do anything, right? You need it to leave your compound. You need it to go grocery shopping. You need to have that that negative PCR test, right? Uh, yes, the actual uh, the 
if you go by the regulations, uh, so it's 48 hours. So you have to have had a, a PCR test in the last 48 hours, for example, here in Shanghai to go into shopping mall, you know, public places like a restaurant or any, essentially anywhere, uh, including me coming into the office here, our own office. Um, so, but why I do it every 24 hours is, is just for the simple fact that, you know, if I did it, for example, if I did my tests yesterday at uh, 11, 11 a.m. and I'm now the second day at uh, 2 p.m. You know, or the third day at 2 p.m. or, you know, 11.30, then I'm already beyond 48 hours, right? So in fact, if you want to think always to stay within 48 hours, in fact, actually, you pretty much have to do it every day to be able to for your 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 know your your code to stay essentially valid to be able to access public areas in china but but so that being said yeah. you know that one one thing i would like to also add which you also mentioned a little bit there it's actually going in the way of easing in general i would mm -hmm. say because now we're in a wave right so we're in a wave of covid Canada have been exposed to that. We know when wave comes, you know, it's it's sort of very almost exponential at the beginning. You know, day one, there's so many cases, day two goes up, and then, you know, so we're in the middle of a wave. But actually, in terms of how they enforce the regulation, it's actually more, I would say, more reasonable or more surgical, I guess you could say. Not sure if I can use that term, but still. Um, used to be, if you had a few cases in one district, they would shut down the whole district, almost the right. city. But now, if you have cases in a district, they will go much more local, which is good, right? So essentially, if you if you are in a building where there's cases there, then your building essentially will get uh, locked down. I mean, uh, so so it's it's a little you know so it goes in the way of easing. Uh, coming back into China, for example, when I came back already two times this year, I came back in January where I was confined for 21 days after landing. Uh, and then I just came back from England uh, about a month and a half ago where I was confined for 10 days. Now it's already down to eight days. So, uh, so slowly but surely, so, right? So yeah, yeah. So we sort of feel the, the feeling we have actually is okay. We're in the middle of the wave, so that creates a lot of lockdowns. But actual, in in fact, if you look at the actual regulation, I think it it goes it does sort of slowly but surely goes in the direction of uh, of uh, easing, but at the same time always being enforced very very strictly. You know, here if right. if there's a rule, you have to like you mentioned, you know, you you follow the rule. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that is a, that's where the we'll see where the frustration goes. I mean, obviously, Shanghai is a massive place, and you're not seeing protests on every street corner. Clearly, uh, Carl Bro, as always, thank you so much for the update. My pleasure.